You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast. Your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to another Victory Monday. This is our third of the season. The Rams have yet to lose a football game. Of course, they won this week three contest against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by a score of 34 to 24. But let's call it a 34 to 17 win because by the end, the Rams already had the game sewn up. The game was done and the Buccaneers scored a garbage time touchdown, which doesn't count for anything. But this episode, we're going to cover everything that happened in this game, how the Rams dominated the former Super Bowl champions, and whether or not this is the best team in football moving forward. And I think a lot of us are going to agree on whether they are or not. But before we get into that, we got to dive into what happened in this contest. And we'll begin with the offensive side of the ball. Of course, at the quarterback position, Matthew Stafford puts together just an incredible performance. I mean, the guy went 27 of 38 in this contest, 343 passing yards, four touchdowns, averaged nine yards per pass attempt, was sacked once, and he left more on the bone, as they say. This guy had a lot of errant passes in that first drive or two where you look at an overthrow to Cooper Cup, another one where he misses Cooper Cup again, two throws to Deshaun Jackson that could have went for 65 and 50-yard touchdowns had you know some other things worked out in his favor, one of which he just kind of underthrew, the other which had a defender kind of bearing down on him so he couldn't step into his throw. So can't really knock him for that, but obviously he puts together an absolutely brilliant performance. The guy was unreal in this game, and yet there was still areas for him to improve in. I think that just tells you how good Stafford is as a quarterback and how incredible this performance was for him because, man, this guy looks like one of the best quarterbacks in football right now. Everything that we expected out of Stafford when the Rams traded that large load for him, you're talking about two first-round picks and a quarterback in Jared Goff, everything we expected has come to fruition. This guy has everything that it takes to take the Rams from where they were last year, which was a playoff team, a very solid team, to a potential or Super Bowl winner. Like, of course, they still have to go into the playoffs, you know, get there and win those playoff games and get to the Super Bowl. And we'll talk about that throughout the rest of the season. But it is so clear that this team is so much better at quarterback and on offense now because of what Stafford allows them to do. He just tore this secondary up. Everywhere he went with the ball was wide open. He was throwing darts left, right, and center, third and seven, third and 14. It did not matter. This guy literally looked unstoppable in this contest. And there's really not enough good things you can say about him for this performance. The dude came out and outperformed Tom Brady and made Tom Brady look like a tier three quarterback in a game where he's playing the GOAT. I mean, there's really nothing else you can say about it. He was amazing in this game. There was a little bit more for him to be had out there, but you're never going to have a perfect performance. And ultimately, it was a masterful performance from him. You move to the backfield, not really all that much from these guys. I mean, Sony Michelle, of course, led the way. 20 carries for 67 rushing yards, only 3.4 yards per carry. That is not great. But at the same time, we knew the Rams were probably not going to have a ton of success running the ball in this game. The Bucks run defense, front seven, arguably the best in football. They are so stout up front. And yet still, Michelle looked very solid. I mean, he was breaking a lot of tackles, gaining, even when it was short yardage, earning every single yard. Like he was running tough and he had good vision in this game. So even though the box score stats may not look that impressive, 
He had a good performance in this game. And I think the Rams feel really good about leaving Henderson on the sidelines while he still gets back to health. Obviously, he has the rib injury, did not play in this game. So, Sony Michelle, hats off to you, man. That is a great performance. And then, of course, the wide receivers, the skill positions. And it was a lot more of what we saw throughout the first two weeks in this game where you have Cooper Cup leading the way, absolutely dominating. And then the rest of the guys all spreading the wealth there. But it was great to see. I mean, you see Cooper Cup, 12 targets, leads the team, nine receptions, 96 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. Deshaun Jackson coming to life. Five targets, three receptions, 120 yards receiving, and a long touchdown of 75 yards. And we mentioned there could have been two more long touchdowns that he and Stafford just could not connect on in the early parts of the game. Tyler Higby, five receptions, 40 yards, a touchdown. Sony Michelle, three for 12. Van Jefferson, four for 42. Robert Woods, three for 33. So it was more of what we saw throughout those first two games where they're spreading the wealth. But again, Cooper Cup leading the way. This guy's breaking records right now. He has the most receiving touchdowns since Elroy Hirsch did throughout the first three games for the Rams since 1951. I mean, this guy is literally on a torrid pace right now where he looks like he's pretty much unstoppable. I mean, if Stafford gives him one or two more passes where they just couldn't hook up for whatever reason, that chemistry was off to start the game. Cup might have 140 yards in this game. And of course, he scores two touchdowns. So you know what kind of impact he had routinely getting open, routing guys up, just an elite route runner and separator. And then, like I mentioned, Jackson, Deshaun, it was so great to see him finally involved in this game plan throughout the first few weeks, hardly plays. I mean, the first game has 14 snaps, second game, only three snaps. Now in this game, I haven't checked the snap count just yet. It's not officialized, but man, 120 yards, three catches. That is exactly what the Rams paid this guy big money for. And you saw it in this game. He was getting behind the defense with ease and on his long touchdown, there was a safety in the middle of the field, Mike Edwards, and Deshaun Jackson sort of ran like a post and then kind of faked a inside step with a rocker step and broke back up for a vertical. And this safety had a mouthful of grass by the end of this move. I mean, the guy had his ankles left on the field. It was kind of embarrassing, but it just goes to show you how much speed and talent and ability Deshaun still has. I mean, he's 34 years old, yet people still respect him to the point where they're going to break their ankles trying to guard this guy. And it was awesome to see Matthew Stafford airing it out without a conscious. I mean, this guy was not going to hold back. He was all in for the big play. And it made sense in this one because that secondary looked suspect in this game. They came into this game a little bit banged up and not really looking like a good unit like they were last year. And then they lose another starting cornerback in Jamel Dean in this one. That really just opened the way for Stafford and his guys to just eviscerate them on the defensive side of the ball. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, the Rams had so much success passing the ball in this game. Could have been the short yardage stuff for screens. We saw a lot of screens to Tyler Higby in the early part of the game. Cooper Cup that went for good yardage. We saw the intermediate stuff. Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, even Deshaun Jackson, of course, Cooper Cup going across the sides of the field. And then the vertical stuff as well. This was so fun to watch. It was exactly what the Rams offense looks like at their peak. And part of the reason they were able to do all of these things is because of the offensive line. And we're going to dive into their performance here in just a second. But before we do, you guys can follow us on Twitter, as you know, at QB's MEP and at Locked on Rams and on YouTube at Locked on Rams. And I wanted to tell you about an incredible app that you guys have to hear about if you do get gas or if you drive. It's called Get Upside. Everyone that listens here that's using it can get up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas that they fill up with. 
Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. And all you have to do is use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents for your first tank that you fill up with. You don't have to pay full price for a gas tank anymore. You can cash out whenever you want with this app. It's free. It is called GetUpside. And use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents off per gallon and of course, you guys have heard me talk about betting here many times. One of our sponsors for this episode, betonline.ag. You guys should absolutely check them out. They're going to have you covered for all your pro and college football action this season. If you guys want to get in on some of that action, all you have to do is go to their website, check out all their updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar mega contest and the $200,000 survivor contest, both open now at Bet Online. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football to basketball to boxing to horse racing. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the offers that they have available now for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now we can dive into this offensive line performance. And I'm not sure that there's enough credit that you can give to these guys because, man, they were brilliant in this game. And of course, the Bucks were missing Jason Pierre-Paul. So sure, they're missing one good pass rusher. But still, that is one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. And I don't think I heard Vita Vea's name, Shaq Barrett's name, Joe Tryon called one single time in this contest. I mean, when I tell you these guys were incredible, that is underselling how good the offensive line was in this contest. Matthew Stafford, on basically every single dropback, had so much time to operate. I mean, he was going through reads from the left side of the field to the right side. He was looking off his passes. That's how he scored his long touchdown to Deshaun Jackson. He's got his shoulders moved to the left, and then he kind of moves to the right, obviously, where Deshaun Jackson is lined up, looks off that safety. He's afforded the ability to do all of these things because the offensive line was just so good in this game. I mean, when I tell you every single pocket that he had was amazing whether he could step up into it or could just sit back there and scan the field second after second they were unreal there was only two instances where you might give them a little bit of a nick in terms of their performance you look at the sack late in the game where I think Sean McVay wanted to take a deep shot where they were kind of in a situation where they should run the ball and kill the clock that was nothing at all I mean that's just a box score statistic sack there where the Rams don't feel bad at all about giving up that one And then earlier in the game, one of those deep shots to Deshaun Jackson, where Jackson is lined up on the left side of the field. He's not supposed to run vertical. I don't know what route he was running, but he broke it off vertical. Stafford saw him working vertical and knew that he could maybe give him a shot. So he tried to give it to him. But I think it was Vita Vea who was closing in on Stafford right in front of his face. He couldn't step up into his throw. And so he kind of airmailed it and it was came up a little bit short. But that would have been a touchdown had he had a clean pocket, I'm assuming. Either way, though. Other than that, one transgression. I mean, you're talking about a marvelous performance from the offensive line. Just a hats off. You cannot play better than how these guys played in this game, completely silencing a great defensive line. Now we flip to the other side of the ball. Of course, the defense, anytime you're holding Tom Brady to 17 points, you're doing a damn good job. And it all began with the front guys, the defensive line, a great performance from these guys. You look at Kenny Young, registers a team high 10 tackles in this game a sack three tackles for loss a forced fumble a very good performance from him Aaron Donald a sack of his own it was a sack fumble 
great stuff from him. And he was pressuring Tom Brady snap after snap back there. He also had the one snap in the red zone where Tom Brady, I think it was like a third and 12. He rolls out of the pocket because he has no choice. Aaron Donald's gunning after him like a lion going after a gazelle or something in the jungle. And uh, Brady has to throw it basically out of the back of the end zone and the Bucks settle for three. So might not show up on the box score stats, but you see Aaron Donald impacting the game every single snap. And it showed up in this one as well. Leonard Floyd, a sack in his own right late in the contest where it looked like he had some beef with Tom Brady, man. He took it out on him and Bruce Arians actually ran onto the field. He was irate. The dude was pissed beyond belief. I'm not sure about what exactly, maybe a little bit of a tough hit from Floyd there, but hey, man, anytime you get your hands on the quarterback, you better make that guy pay for holding on to the football. So shout out to Leonard Floyd for also registering a sack. And I mean, the defense in general, a great performance. As always, they stopped the run. The Bucs really could not run the ball at all. At some point, they just stopped running the ball because they couldn't do anything. It was sort of like the Rams game plan, except the Rams still registered 20 rushes from Sony Michelle. You look at the rushing attempts from the Bucs here, Nobody had more than five carries. Ronald Jones, five carries for 11 yards. Leonard Fournette, four carries for eight yards. That is horrendous. And you have to give so much credit to the Rams front seven for being so stout up front, whether it was the defensive linemen or the linebackers. All of these guys were active in run support and the Bucs literally had to stop running the ball because they were essentially just wasting plays. They were not gaining any yardage and it was a negative essentially to them. So they stopped running the ball because of how good the Rams front seven was. And it wasn't just those guys. Of course, the corners were active in run support, the safeties as well. You know, those guys are going to work from deep to short and come flying forward like they were shot out of a cannon. Really, everybody on this side of the ball, in my opinion, had a good performance. There was no defender that I could circle and just say, this guy did not play well. I mean, Greg Gaines nearly gets himself a sack. You look at guys like Taylor Rapp, who were basically picked on by Brady in this game. And good for Brady. I mean, he knows the matchups that he likes, but Rapp did a solid job in this game. Sure, he may have given up a catch or two here or there, but when you're guarding a Hall of Famer in Rob Gronkowski, you're probably going to get beat once or twice. And he had some hard matchups in this game. He was asked to guard guys like Chris Godwin in the slot one snap. Next snap, he's guarding Rob Gronkowski 30 yards downfield. Next snap, he's guarding a halfback coming out of the backfield. That is hard to do when you have to line up against so many different kind of guys with different skill sets and body types and guys that have different forms of physicality. Not easy to do. So shout out to him and guys like him because you see the Jordan Fullers, the Taylor Raps, they just play and they're not really going to do anything crazy, but they do their job. And there's a reason Tom Brady could not beat the Rams over the top. And it was because of these guys, Tom Brady, still a solid game. I mean, 432 yards passing is pretty good when you look at the box score stats, but 7.9 yards per attempt, not the best one touchdown, no interceptions. So all in all, you will take that every single time, especially with how many of those yards came in garbage time. I mean, the Rams got to feel great about this defensive performance. Sure. There was some stuff they could always tighten up with. There was a coverage bust early in the game where Rob Gronkowski, I think it was a 26-yard catch and run, puts the Bucs in the five or six or seven-yard line, somewhere in that red zone area there. And the Bucs do capitalize by scoring a touchdown, which of course you need to clean up. It was a 100% coverage bust. I'm not sure who should have followed Gronk there. So, you know, you don't want to give those free, easy yards. But all in all, I mean, outside of a coverage bust here or there, maybe a given up touchdown on that jet sweep from Chris Godwin where it looked like maybe someone could have been closer to actually getting a hand on him before he reaches the end zone 
a dominant performance. I mean, they were active up front, consistently pressuring Tom Brady, moving him off of his spot, forcing him to maneuver the pocket consistently. And then the back end, you're never going to confuse Tom Brady. I mean, this guy's been in the NFL for a long time, but still, even with that being said, they did a good enough job to make him hold that ball for an extra second, maybe do that hitch with the pass and let their guys up front either apply pressure to throw an errant pass or force an errant pass or ultimately get home and sack Tom Brady. So all in all, a tremendous performance by these guys. You cannot feel bad or really knock them for anything here. And I think a lot of Rams fans got to feel a lot better after those first two games. I know a lot of you guys were concerned with the run defense, for example, or the fact that Andy Dalton and some of these other guys, Carson Wentz, maybe had a little bit more success going up and down the field than you expected. But when you do this to Tom Brady, you got to feel really good about what your defense put together. And ultimately, the Rams basically held them to 17 points. And going into this game, I think a lot of people would have told you, had you asked them, who is the best team or the best offense in this NFL, in the league right now, nine out of 10 people, I think, would have said the Buccaneers. I mean, Tom Brady had nine touchdowns passing through two games and the Rams stifled them entirely. So a dominant performance really all around from that defensive side of the ball. You have to give your hats off to these guys because it was an 11 man performance where no one guy was really a liability. It was a true measure of the defense and they kept everything in front like they always do. They were much more stout against the run this time around and they forced the goat to really look like a league average quarterback Anytime you do that, you're going to give yourself a good chance to win, especially when your offense can put up nearly 40 points. You love to see it. The Rams are arguably the best team in the NFL, and we're going to discuss that here in just a second, whether or not they have the title as the number one team in football here. And of course, make sure to keep checking back in here at the Locked on Rams podcast throughout the rest of the week. We're going to continue breaking this game down with our in-depth numbers from PFF, as well as getting former host bear modern my guy brad's gonna break down everything he got from this game as well and then we'll dive into the week four contest the first divisional game for the rams but before we get there i want to tell you guys about direct tv stream it's gonna make your life so much easier when it comes to watching live sports or really any of the entertainment that you love because you don't have to go logging on through all these different platforms and formats all you have to do to get all the entertainment that you love together is get direct TV stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to ever buy another device again, and there is no annual contract, which is the best part of this package here. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with direct TV stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. And you guys have heard me talk about the Built Bar here many times on this podcast. And with good reason, they are such a delicious protein bar. I'm telling you guys, it is by far the best protein bar I've tried. And I've tried so many different ones throughout my weight loss journey. They sent me a care package of six bars. I think they were chocolate cookie dough chunk or something. And I ate all six of them in one day. That is how good they are. They literally have no willpower. They're absolutely delicious. They have nine different flavors. You can package the box however you want. So you can pick the ones that you like or don't like or try some different ones to see what you do like. They're low in calories to bars. They're low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber and they even work for you if you are on the keto diet. You even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
And if you guys do need any help when it comes to betting, probably don't listen to me. You know, I'm just shooting my shot. Don't really know. I'm not a pro. You should check out the Locked on Bets podcast, which is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. These guys are going to get you right for every game line you should target, which games to avoid, and how to bet to win. All you have to do is follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Now we can dive into the final segment here, and I want to quickly cover the special teams aspect of this game for the Rams, of course, and then dive into the ultimate question here, which we'll get into in a second. First up, special teams, Matt Gay, another revenge game against the Bucs, his second in his career. He was with the Bucs, I want to say, in his rookie season a few years back. He had a great performance. He goes two for two in his field goal attempts, four for four in his extra points with a long of 48. Cannot ask for a better kicking performance and did not give up really anything in terms of their kicking game in the kick return department. Johnny Hecker, three punts, 119 yards, an average of 39.7 yards per punt, three of which landed inside the 20. Not the best performance he's ever had, but he didn't really get asked to do much, obviously. And I think the Rams feel pretty good about that. Anytime your punter is not on the field, you're probably doing something right on offense. And that's pretty much how everyone wants it to be. So all in all, special teams, Solid performance, nothing game-breaking from them. The one positive, they did not allow a 50-yard return for the first time this season on the kick return unit, which is great, especially to open up the game like they did against the Colts and the Bears. So we're seeing slight improvements right now. It's good, nothing crazy. So ultimately, we'll see how this unit goes on moving forward. Right now, though, probably their best game as a unit, I would say. On to the final question here. Are the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, the best team in the NFL right now? And I guess it really depends on who you ask. But if you ask somebody that knows what they're watching, they're going to tell you the Los Angeles Rams are the best team in football right now. They are 3-0. and They sit basically tied for first, I guess, in their division with the Arizona Cardinals at 3-0. and I'm recording this before the Sunday night football contest between the Packers and the 49ers. So maybe the 49ers will also join them at 3-0. Maybe they'll drop to 2-1. I'm suspecting a 2-1 record from them after this game, but we'll see. The Seahawks in the dweller position at 1-2 after a loss to the Minnesota Vikings. So the Rams are at the top of their division. They have the Cardinals coming up here in week four. Someone's probably going to lose that game unless they tie, which I don't think will happen. And then we'll really see who's going to run this division. But right now, you have to give the Rams, the number one spot in the NFL. They've played three playoff teams from 2020 in the Bears, the Colts, and the Bucks. They just embarrassed these former Super Bowl winner in the Bucks. They made them look like a league average, if not worse offense, after looking like a historic one throughout the first two games. And they bodied them on the defensive side of the ball where the Rams did whatever they wanted offensively. Probably could have put up 40 points had they wanted to, or if they needed to, which they obviously didn't. They just dominated this game. They are the best team in football right now. I mean, Sean McVay, when leading at halftime, another win to that record. He is 40-0 and 0 in his career as a head coach when leading at halftime. That is absurd. I mean, Matthew Stafford looks like an MVP winning quarterback right now. The offense looks like they're going to score, if not 30-plus every single game, pretty damn close to it. I mean, they didn't score 30-plus against the Colts in Week 2 but they got 27 and it was a bad or iffy performance at best. That speaks to how talented they are. I think this offense is going to average 30 points per game throughout the rest of the season. And defensively, they look like they're getting better. And of course, they need time with a new defensive coordinator in Raheem Morris to continue working on those kinks and everything else that really they need to work through. 
They did not get any preseason snaps. Of course, we've talked about that before and they look this good already. I think the Rams are the best team in the NFL right now. They've knocked off three playoff teams already. You look at the Chiefs, a lot of people would make the claim that they are the best as well. Of course, they are very dangerous, but they're one and two right now. You can't really say they are. The Bucks, of course, as well, they're up there too. Uh, they're two and one right now. They just lost to the Rams. They can't be better than the Rams, at least not in the power rankings this week. Sure, they might be better maybe at the end of the season. They might win a game if they meet up again, but we'll see. As of right now, though, the Rams have to be the number one team when it comes to power rankings across the board. They are the best team in the NFL. They look very dangerous. Sean McVay looks revitalized as a coach. Matthew Stafford is literally setting records across the board for the Rams in their franchise throughout the first three games as a quarterback in his first three games. I mean, that really speaks to how talented this team is. And I think, you know, maybe in a week, maybe in two weeks, maybe now we could have that discussion of, is this team, is this offense, are they better than that 2018 team that the Rams fielded that obviously went to the Super Bowl, nearly won, could have won, won 13 games in a season, Is this team better than that one? I think we're nearing that discussion to where you can actually compare this team to the best in franchise history, the 2018 teams, the greatest show on turf teams. Those are the talents that they have available to them right now. That is the level that they're playing at. They're setting records for the franchise right now. They look absolutely dominant and there is still places to improve. We've talked about the lack of chemistry on the offensive side of the ball. We still see it come up every now and again. In this game, the Rams could have scored two more long touchdowns. They could have had another 70, maybe 150 yards on offense. I mean, you're talking about four or five missed passes that are gimmies, gimmies for guys of Stafford and Cup and Jackson's caliber. Those guys should be doing that in their sleep. And you look at some of the other names on offense, you're banged up at running back. Now you're on your third or fourth running back, depending on where you consider Xavier Jones in that discussion. You're talking about Robert Woods, a Pro Bowl caliber player, like a legitimate receiver who's done pretty much nothing throughout three games. He's not even been used. I mean, there is so much more for this offense and this team to go get. And I think you got to feel amazing about where the Rams are right now, the direction they're headed in. And it looks like it's showing on Sean McVay's face, man. This guy was going insane right before halftime when the Rams held the Bucks to a missed 55-yard field goal. Sean McVay lost his mind. I think he's so juiced and revitalized with his team now, the people he's got in his building, the coaching staff that he's built, his quarterback, Matthew Stafford. The Rams look like one of the best teams in football. They look like the best team in football right now for my money. And I think you got to feel really, really good about this performance. Rams Nation, take a bow. Enjoy your victory Monday. We're going to have a lot of fun this week. So make sure to keep tuning back in here at the Locked on Rams pod. We're going to break this game down tomorrow with the in-depth PFF numbers to see who really stood out and maybe who didn't play the best game. And then, of course, we're going to dive into another episode with my guy, Bear Motter. He's going to share his takeaways from this game. I cannot wait to hear what he's got to say because we've been dying to see some of these long touchdowns. Make sure to keep tuning back in throughout the rest of the week. You guys can always find us on Twitter at QBsMEP and at LockdownRams and on YouTube at LockdownRams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes of content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.